Hey everybody, welcome to the Seed Podcast. This is your boy Seeds. I'm with my man E. Carter. What's going on, E? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Good to be back. For everybody who is a new listener, C is S-E-E for sports, entertainment, and extra she. she. We got a, a great show for y'all today. Just touch on a few sports, entertainment, and extra topics today. Um, you know, roll with us, stick with us. Uh, but to begin, E, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Change is good. It's good to be back. Talk to sports with my brother. Just happy to be here, man. Let's have a great show. Yeah, man, me too. Uh, let's get it. Um, I do want to mention to everybody who's been listening so far, as y'all know, NFL season is over, but they still have a lot of things going on. So we still report on some of those things, talk about those. NBA season is getting heavy. Um, but y'all know y'all don't really be watching the NBA till after Christmas, but <laughs> normally after Christmas, which will be at, right around now or a little bit before now in terms of, uh, you know, scheduling and how many games is played. But anyway, it's been an awkward last two seasons for the NBA. So we are just reaching around the halfway point. And then, um, so we'll, but we'll get into some things, talk about standings and stuff like that. But I first wanted to begin with. Tiger Woods, man. Tiger Woods got into a relatively serious car accident. Uh, car flipped over. I looked at some images of the car, man, and that thing was beat up, man. So <clears throat> I just wanted to start and say, um, you know what I'm saying? I hope he came out of that mug, all right, out of the car, all right. They said he smashed his leg up and had some serious, like, orthopedic injuries to his foot and ankle. So that's probably going prohibit to him, prohibit him from, uh, you know, Furthering his goal and trying to pass, trying to pass the great, uh, uh, can't even think of his name right now. Trying to reach those majors, trying to reach the major, cool. the record I, in the majors. I, I didn't have a name for you. I was <laughs> going to say Babe Ruth, just to throw a name up. <laughs> right, the great Bambino. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, oh man, I gave it away from last episode. Shame on me. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm going to think of his name, um, who he's supposed to pass. But, um, yeah, man, that's going to prohibit him. They said he got a long road of recovery ahead of him. Um, uh, he might not meet, re- reach that record of majors, man. What you think? Uh, as far as the record, I have no idea. It just all depends on if he's still able to, to rehab, man. He's not a young man no more. So, you know, uh, it takes a little time, especially when, you know, you get a little older in age. But did they have any details on, like, what caused the accident? Was it like a car, like a tire blow? Was he intoxicated? Did he hit somebody else? Somebody hit him? Did that, that, was, that wasn't made um, public from what from the reports that I saw. Um, I surely hope not. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I will hope not too. But I hope not. You know, you know when we have the, when we go with these athletes, man, it's like you hear about the accident first, and then you hear about how they got into the accident. Like, man, what are you doing, Mike? You know, those are normal people problems that you're doing. They sit at home. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know yeah. Tiger got in some trouble some years back. Just hoping that it wasn't something that severe. You know what I mean? But overall about his health, hope hope he's all right. By him reaching that uh that record. I think it just all depends on his rehab and if he still wants to uh if he's able to compete at that level after rehab. And if he still wants to compete, uh, compete at that level, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's Jack Nicholas. I'm glad I didn't say what I was thinking in my head because all of them were like Jack Nicholson. You would have been like, Nah, bro, <laughs> not the oh, joke. Oh man, I didn't know. I didn't know you did that too. 
Right. <laughs> I'd have been like, dang, it ain't Nicholson. It's Nicholas. Jack Nicholas is three majors ahead of Tiger. Tiger has 15. Jack Nicholas has 18, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, so, I just wanted to touch on that briefly. Um, Tiger, you know, if you come back, hope, hope speedy recovery. Um, you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I won't. I, I have a slight disdain for Tiger <laughs> for some stuff he said in the past. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're not going to get into that. Speedy recovery, Tiger. Uh, if you come back, I mean, you know, speedy recovery. Hopefully you get that record that you're looking for. Uh, moving along. I did say the NFL was over and some interesting things has happened. Uh, since we've been, uh, since we didn't do the show last week, some interesting things have happened. Mainly, I wanted to touch on that Carson Wentz going to the Colts. That one right there was a little bit interesting for me. What, what did you think about the whole, uh, the, the, first the move and then like the dynamic? Because you know they fired Doug Peterson, and I thought, so I thought he was going to stay. But Well, <clears throat> as far as Carson Wentz goes, he's, he's, he has great talent, you know what I mean? And But I don't know. It seems like he can't get over a huge hump, especially once he gets into the playoffs. Uh, but usually most of that is because of injury. But then this past year, he didn't have nobody to really throw the ball to. Offensive line was trash. Him making the move to the Colts might revamp his career. So after the trade happened, I, you know, I do my own little research and stuff, and I've just seen a lot of people just was talking about uh, he's probably in the scenario of a two-year or bus deal. Or either two year at max, a year at most. Like you need to come in and <clears throat> be immediate. If not, you're probably going to be a, a backup. You know what I'm saying for for the remaining of your career. Now, unless you fall somewhere else as a starting QB or something. But as far as getting paid those big contracts and being uh, trying to be quote unquote considered of those young elite quarterbacks that are in the league right now. Uh, he started out hot, but his he's in the hot seat. Even though this was, I think this was a big trade for him, to be all the way honest. But uh, as far as the Eagles, I really don't know. I'm hoping. Uh, I hope Jalen Hurts has a good season. Yeah, I think that. Uh, like I said, I was a little bit surprised because of them firing Doug Peterson. I thought since the coach was gone, you know, maybe that was a move to keep the quarterback happy. You know what I mean? Keep him there, keep him happy. Maybe some, you know, a new regime would come in and, you know, try to revamp the O-line. Because like you said, the O-line was woo. But one thing I do want to say as far as uh, you thought he was going to stay after they fired the head coach, I think he burnt the whole organization from the comments that uh, that he made after Jalen Hurts had his, uh, well, prior to Jalen Hurts having his first career start. Mm-hmm. So I think he burnt, kind of burnt out the whole organization, culture, not like, hey, we, we're ready to get him up out of here. Or maybe the coach was one of the people that wanted to keep him, and they fired the coach too. Like, look, both of y'all, y'all, y'all both done. All right, both of y'all out of here. Is you pulling for him? Like, what? Nah, you cheese. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the other part about it is, as far as the roster standpoint, I mean, they had a, a great young running back. We talked about him a few episodes ago. Uh, briefly, you know, when we talked about running backs, he had a nice season. 
Uh, T.Y. Hilton's still there. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. right receiving core is, in, he, I mean, instantly you got a great weapon over there <laughs> with T.Y. Hilton. The offensive line is way better, uh, way better than Eagles. And it's not even close. I don't even know the numbers offhand, offhand how many more times he got hit uh, more than Phillip Rivers. But what uh, I can't one tell- led the lead for one. Right. What I can tell you is, is that even just strictly by the eye test, it looked like he was. So how how uh, Pat Pat Mahomes was looking in the Super Bowl? That's how Carson Wentz was his living his daily life. <laughs> right. Definitely. Look at every every eagle <clears throat> uh, snap I watched was horrible in terms of uh, him him running for his life. So I say that. Uh, but I, I agree with you though too. I do think um Carson Wentz, this is his this will be his make or break chance, only because you don't really have those excuses no more. You know you know what I mean? You you have an offensive line now. You you have a weapon. You have a running back. You know what I mean? So you can't blame it on people not catching the rock. You can't blame it on somebody not getting open or I, you know I'm running for my life now. Because you got the offensive line. Now the offensive line still has to play well. And if they don't, then we can reassess. We can reassess and place the blame where it's supposed to go. But just oh, just the way it looks to me, it's like that MVP season that you was having before you got injured and Nick Foles stepped in and won that Super Bowl for y'all. You need to have a year like that, my G. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, all the way through, though. All the way. Yeah, all the way through. <clears throat> You know, if you can stay healthy and you can have a year like that, then you can you can justify that contract that you got paid. You know what I mean? Because right now it's looking like a really horrible deal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I agree with you, though, man. I think this is make or break chance. I think he can capitalize. He got the arm talent. He can run. He can run. He's like a, a little bit more mobile Big Ben. But Big Ben mm-hmm. was just – Big Ben just had that longevity of success without as many injuries early on. So, we'll see, man. Oh, uh, he's coming back for one more too. Oh yeah, Big Ben is. Yep. I'm actually kind of happy about that. I ain't gonna lie to you because he's not as mobile as he was, and we, we, we put it on him to get into the playoffs, man. See, Big Ben go. He don't put it on us a lot, man. Come on, Big Ben, get get sacked a couple times by Miles, man, man, Miles. Look, can't stand Big Ben. Just I'm ready for him to get up out. As long as he's back there, they always got a shot. But you know. That's another story. <laughs> yeah, it is another story. They do always have a shot, but man, I'm excited to get a couple wins off of him, man. If he done got he done got a couple wins off of us, let's do what we did this year, man. And, you know what I'm saying? Let's get us a couple of them before he get out of there, Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, but but yeah, that's that's hey, that's a good story though. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that buys them. A, I think that buys the Steelers a few more. You know, a, a year to assess the quarterback situation because Mason Rudolph is not the guy. Nah, they, I think they're gonna have to bring somebody in this year. They're gonna have to. If they if they don't bring somebody in this year, then they're gonna try to let it fall to free agent. Maybe they're taking it a little bit deeper. Like, hey, he's gonna be a free agent next year. Or we're gonna go all or nothing for what whatever. But other than that, I think they need to. Uh, Probably draft a quarterback. They need a running game back. That too. Yeah, they need a running game back. 
I mean, you might, you might be able to even mask. You know Big Ben can go out there and have flashes of old Big Ben, um, but they need to run the game, to, you know, to supplement supplement that arm and that and the lack of running ability for him. And Juju is not the guy either. Hey, but the Pittsburgh fans, man, they love him. I mean, he he's a decent wide receiver, but I think he's they think they need him. I think he's shown this year like he is more of a number two, in my opinion. Now, he's only had what one year, one I think it's his first year, second year without uh A B. First or second year without A B, but whatever how many ever years it is without A B, he's not he hasn't shown that he is that number one guy. And then uh Claypool, he has the breakaway speed, but just not the overall experience and in, in in from my eyes. You know, the route running ability, like, let's say, Jarvis Landry's route running ability. Like, if he had, if he ran routes like that with his hands and his speed, Claypool would be dangerous. So, uh, I don't know. They got a little bit of developing to do. They still young. Both of them, Juju's still young, too. Um, but since we got on that conversation, uh, what is there any, you know, it's a few other quarterback situations I would say that's kind of interesting, too. Like, the Patriots, for instance. I mean, Cam Newton is not, it doesn't seem like he's the answer there. Stidham is probably definitely not the answer there. And there's a few other quarterbacks that's out for trade. As we see, quarterbacks are getting moved. Um, I'm interested to see what they'll do. And then, and then I think they had 16 guys, six, eight to 16 guys who opted out. And, and, and a lot of those players were, you know, like Stephon Gilmore, uh, those type of players, pro bowlers, you know what I mean? Future Hall of Fame corner, you know what I mean? People like that who opted out because of COVID and they still went seven and nine. So I'm interested, interested to see what they're going to do. If they're just going to ride it out with Stidham or try to make a trade with whatever perceived capital they have, or maybe they see a quarterback in the draft that they pick up to try to turn their fortunes around. Cause seven and nine with that roster was kind of impressive, but, uh, Still seven and nine, not in the playoffs. So I don't know, man. You know, we we gotta see, see what they uh see what they do, see who they who they uh, acquire. Yeah, I think, but seven like the the problem with the Patriots is not the quarterback. It's not. So I think like their problem is they didn't have any weapons. That was half the reason why Tom Brady left. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Too. Yeah, and then. You grab Cam Newton because you're like, all right, even if he can't throw it to nobody, he can run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got they just got stuck with who they got stuck with. <laughs> so, as far as everybody else around them, but you know, Cam, I feel like Cam is still a good quarterback. I think he got put into a Patriot team that is not the Patriots uh, of old, of meaning like, like you said, a lot of people opted out. But, you know, anybody, you hear somebody going to the Patriots, you automatically think that they're stacked. And they wasn't. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they they did a lot of little West Coast, run the ball, uh, quarterback draws, uh, read option plays. They was trying to run the ball. They really was not trying to put Cam back there to beat people with his arm, which he can do. But... You just don't have the same type of weapons that you used to have. So 
I, I don't think their problem is quarterback. I think Cam should still be the quarterback there, and they should bring some people in, some other weapons around them, some actual weapons, and then judge off of that. But if you don't beef up that, that offense and put some talent out there, it doesn't matter what quarterback you have. Yeah, and, and to all of my stiller bias that you heard in my voice when I was talking about Claypool and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm going to start calling him WR2 Smith-Schuster. <laughs> but, <laughs> just because he was talking all that trash before he played us and lost. Uh, but, you know, I respect I respect them, you know what I'm saying? They they got to the league for a reason. They're talented players or whatever. So, you know, I'll just talk my fan bias a little bit when you hear me, you know, joking about people's names and stuff like that. but. You know, I do I do say what my eyes see too. And I will say that that the Patriots do lack weapons. And I think also a part of that is just the draft and like I think the year that uh Bill Belichick drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round, the first receiver he drafted ever in the first round. He could have got AJ Brown. He could have had DK Metcalf. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's that's a mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe he saw something in the kill Harry that we didn't see. I mean, he is a he is a physical specimen, too. Like, he's fast. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, he looked good. But, I mean, so did Greg Little out of UNC. And we drafted him, and he was trash. Like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, you so that, that was a draft mistake, and that's not going to help your offense. That's not going to help Cam Newton. Sure. Oh yeah, so I so yeah, I agree with the weapon thing there, and then uh, you know we'll see what they do when they come back. Is it any other ones that that you see that's that's interesting in the league? Uh, I'm trying. I want to see what's going to happen there uh, between Dallas and Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of different rumors, but you know I want to see how that whole thing plays out. If 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 you Seattle, I don't think you can get rid of Russell. You gotta call him in. Like, listen, bro. <laughs> You are once in a generation type of player, you know what I mean. How can we figure this out? Because hey, but these players, these NFL players, are starting to take a page out of the NBA book. Like, hey, if I don't like my situation, man, I'm I'm gone. And then you know they're like, oh, you want to sit for a year? Some of these people is like to get my my life back in my hands. Yeah, I'll sit. Yeah, for I'll a sit year. out. Yeah, and they should do that. You know what I'm saying? They should. They're out there on the field. Putting it on the line for unguaranteed dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean? My my contract is only guaranteed in the NFL for whatever my signing bonus was, my guaranteed, my actual yeah. guaranteed dollars that I signed yeah. for. So And if I don't like the organization that I'm in currently, let me go. Let me try my luck somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, but I am interested to see how that plays out. But if I'm if I am if I am the Seahawks, I'm bringing him in. Like, sir, listen. Like, what can we do? You know what I'm saying? Where's the disconnect? You know, what would you like to see? And just draw out a real deal plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to capitulate to everything, but it, but in but in situations to where, like me and you, for instance, you know what I mean? Let's just hypothetically say, you know what I'm saying? You like, hey, you know, uh. I'm not happy with this and this, this and this with the show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we start a team, semi-pro team or something. 
Right. You come to me like, hey, I'm gonna have to jump ship off being a partner because I don't like the way this is in, in the organization, this in the organization, whatever. Or you want some control over the D or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna draw up a plan, a reasonable plan and tell you, like, I can meet you here. Maybe I give you control of the defense, but maybe I don't give you all the control over, you know what I'm saying, who we going to recruit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe I give you those two things, but then something else, I'm like, I can't give you that. Like, is that right. good enough? No. Nah. All right. Then maybe we still got to part ways, but at least I'm, I'm going to make a plan for you. Right. I feel it. You know what I mean? I think that's what, how they should come to the table. Like, you know what? An interesting um thing, I'm going to touch on your team real quick. Because I was listening to, uh, I always listen to a lot of sports podcasts and uh, interviews and stuff like that. Uh, I was listening to uh, Club Shay Shay, because like I said, Big Play Shay is my guy, uh, Shannon Sharp. Listening to his uh, podcast, Club Shay Shay, and I was listening to him interview Ozzie Newsom. And he was talking about, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp basically asking him, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, um, how hard was it? to get rid of, like, Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs. And he was like, oh, we basically, he made them an offer, but he came to them like this. If you can get more money elsewhere, go get your money elsewhere. I want you to make all the money you can. You know what I mean? This is what I can do for you, though. You know what I mean? This is what I could do for you. And if you don't accept this, you know what I'm saying, you want the money, Go get the bread. He said that's how he keeps his relationship steady with these players. You know what I mean? Like, they look at him like he's a truthful guy. You know what I mean? They still talk mm-hmm. to him and everything like that. Same thing with Shannon. You know what I'm saying? Shannon said the same thing on the show. Like, yeah, you did. You came to me. Like, hey, this is what I can do for you. Or, you know what I'm saying? Is you bouncing? Or, you know, basically. Right. You know what I mean? So that's how I would now. approach. That's how I would approach Russ. Like, what do you need? Oh, well, I can give you this, but I might not be able to give you that. And if it's not enough, then maybe you do part ways. Right. He should definitely be garner enough attention, enough draft picks, and enough capital, period, to help you rebuild your squad, if anything else. So if we're, not, we're not letting you go for nothing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can go on the block if you want, dog. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that situation. Dallas is interesting too, just because I think they should have locked him up before, locked Dak up beforehand. I think the thing that messed them up is that once he was injured, they had no leadership, man. Like Dallas had is, no leadership. I feel like Dallas has always had a plan to get rid of Dak, especially within the last couple of years, because he didn't get paid. They kept stretching them out. Then you pull in uh, uh, the Red Pistol. That's Andy Dalton. For those who don't know, I call him the Red Pistol. Old Pistol starter. Uh, <laughs> they bring in Andy Dalton. So as soon as I see the Andy Dalton pick up, I'm like, mm, that's who they want to be their quarterback. They don't want that person. They want somebody like Andy Dalton. So I think that him just getting hurt just kind of, I think it was – now they're like, all right, well, he's injured, so we can't get rid of him with the, you know what I'm saying, for the price we would have before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, I heard that they gave him an offer. Like, it was many reports out there that say he got an offer, but it was like $35 million. He wanted to wait out, basically try to bet on himself. Yeah. And he wanted more guaranteed dollars in a shorter year. He wanted four years, I think, or five years. 
and they oh. offered him five or four or something like that. But he, I, I don't remember. He either he wanted, he either wanted one year or less, or one year more, and they couldn't meet on the years or the dollars. Right. Either way it go, man. I don't know. Like I said, that's just the other two that I'm kind of interested interested to see uh, how it plays out, especially with free agency starting next week. Yeah, I'm no. not sure about what it is. If it's not next week, then I know it's coming up this month. <laughs> I know it's in the next couple of weeks free agency will begin. Yeah, once free agency begins, it's going to be a free-for-all. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I don't think uh, and I don't think they let that go only because I think they see how important leadership is. I mean, all you got to do to look and see how important leadership is is just look at Tom Brady. I mean, you need a leader. <laughs> Period. Right. So uh, I think that they keep him. Or they should keep him. And Russell Wilson, Seattle should do whatever they can to keep him. If not, then you need to trade him. You need to do it while the getting is good. Get them few first-round picks you're going to get. Cause, uh, but, man, listen, it, it's going to be real, real, real rough for Seattle once they get rid of him because he masks a lot of stuff they got going on. Their defense this year was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, man? As far as that go? Uh, not really. Ooh. Nothing. Nothing is crossing my noodle right now. All right, man. So I did want to hit the NBA a little bit. Like I said earlier, you know, we had that round that halfway point where the All Star game is in a few weeks or whatever. Uh, which you know we'll talk about that and talk more about the All Star game and the festivities itself next week. But uh, I did want to uh discuss just you know one how weird it is to have the halfway point now i mean i think the season this year since we had the bubble last year started around christmas it was like december 22nd or something like that where it started and did they you know they having all of these back to back to backs uh so that so that's is a little weird and that's why you heard me earlier say we don't watch it typically i mean you what we watched in nba I got a few friends, you know what I'm saying? I call and see what they're doing, and they're watching the game, and I'm watching a different game. We analyzing and, you know, giving our ideas and our thoughts on different players and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it's a little weird this year, man. It's a little – the schedule threw me off. <laughs> I want to put that out there. Threw me – the bubble schedule threw this year's schedule off for me, man. Uh, so I'll put that there. But I wanted to touch on um, the standings, man. I, it's just a few – it's a few teams on here that's looking good through the halfway point, right around the halfway point. Uh, not quite the halfway point, but right around the halfway point. And uh, I just want to shout them out real quick. I just want to see see if you thought any of these teams would be here. Number one in the standings is uh, Philly. They find, they got your boy over there. Won y'all a championship. Uh, Doc. Yeah. And, and they seem to be playing – Great Embiid is playing at uh at an MVP level, so I I, th- I think that's uh, that's one of the teams there. Like just to see how much more crisp, how you know that that the, that they're actually playing. Um, I mean they only lost two games at home so far, <laughs> so but that's just to put that in perspective. You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's that. Um, we knew the Nets would be up there with KD and um, and Kyrie, and then now they got 
James over there, so that's just the beard. <laughs> so we know they're gonna be doing things. What you about to say about that? I was saying the beard wonder. Yeah, yeah, beard wonder, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you was about to say you wondered about something else. I was about to be like, oh, uh, no, nah, nah. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm kind, I'm not surprised at Philly. I'm not surprised that they're number one. <laughs> uh, not saying that I expected them to be number one, but I'm not really surprised. Phillies had a good, a, a real good team for the last at least three years. You know what I mean? They had all those draft picks a while ago. Excuse me, they had people that was hurt. People had to sit out like their first year and a half. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to get all, all those people came back plus you know, a couple of other moves they made over the years. But now they got everybody healthy. So my thing with Philly is that let, let's let just see how they how long they ride it out. Because the problem is, you know, it's a long season. So by the time you get to them playoff times, you know, people didn't got a little banged up. Somebody had to miss a couple of games. Somebody got sick. You know what I mean? Now it throws off your chemistry and your rest. And I do a little, have a little rest on Brooklyn. To be honest, I think they're just heating up. I think because I still, even now, I still don't think that the big three they have over there has found their exact roles in chemistry yet. Like it was something mentioned out, I uh, can't remember which game, <clears throat> but it was something where somebody overheard Kyrie telling James Harden, like, hey, you be the one. I'll play the two. You know what I'm saying? I'll be the shooting guard. You bring the ball up the court. So I don't know if that's something that they're still trying to figure out. They're all three in there at the same time. Somebody's one, somebody's two. The thing is with those three, the only thing that Kyrie can't play is the three. You know what I'm saying? And the the three, the four, and the five, of course. But all three of those guys can rotate at guards, Mm -hmm. bringing the ball up the court and everything. So. I think I think they're just heating up, and uh, you know they're half game half game back from Philly, so it's right there. And then Milwaukee at number three. That's yeah, I thought that that's probably where about where I would have thought they would be anyway. If people just understand understand where we're coming from, this is just the East. So I know y'all probably over there like Utah only lost six games. How they not? We talking about right. the East right now, if not the West. Uh, yeah, so I kind of expect Milwaukee to hang in right there. They usually get, they usually pick up towards the end of the season as well. Like I said, they usually start off kind of slow, maybe win a couple of big games. Uh, Greek Freak might go off with some crazy numbers. Uh, but I, you know, it's going to be interesting how they play out too. And my shocker at the East, you know, I got to say, my freaking Celtics. Or number nine, like, bro. Every time I turn around, they're losing the game. It's really upsetting. It's really upsetting, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my upsetting part of the East. Yeah, I think that a lot of this, uh, the way it shapes out, uh, especially with the top two, the Seventy Sixers and the Nets. I mean, they're um, the Bucks are only two games behind. You know what I'm saying? First, obviously, the 19 and 13. And it's, again, still a long season. We're, only at, we're not even at the halfway point yet. You know what I'm saying? With Most teams are within 12 games of, of uh, 
10 to 12 games of the halfway point. But the thing is, though, is the East, even after the Bucks, is still wide open. I mean, like you have, you have eight seeds in the playoffs on each side. And from four, from four, from the Pacers, Raptors, Bulls, Hornets, Heat, which is, seems weird to say the Hornets are in contention for playoff, in playoff contention, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, and eight are all 500 or below. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? 15 and 15. Uh, the Raptors are 16 and 17. You know what I mean? So a game or two under 500. And then you see, you, then you go underneath those and you see, like my Cavs, for instance, my Cavs are 12 and 21. But again, still the halfway point. I don't expect my Cavs to have a 10 game winning streak, but it is entirely possible that. You know, one of these teams underneath the Wizards, the Magic, the Hawks, um, the Knicks have been playing better, and they're fifteen and seventeen too. The same as the Heat, which are in eighth. So, Heat drop a game or two back to back. The Knicks win two, they leapfrog. You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of positioning going on. I'll be interested to see which of these teams uh, vault up there, but I can awesome. I can surely say that the top three are probably going to be there, <laughs> unless the Bucks just you know, fall all the way out or whatever, but. I agree. Yeah, man. And then um, the Western Conference, uh, I'm just going to put this out there. I knew that the Jazz were good, but I didn't know at the halfway point, around the halfway point, they would be number one. I had no idea that they would be number one. I mean, I know they have Rudy Gobert. They have Donovan Mitchell, uh, which he is an animal. Uh, he was an animal from when he first came on the court. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's just, it, even in the playoffs, man, he put on some sh- a few shows in the playoffs, even though you know they lost. But um, didn't think they would be number one. I figured it would be Clippers, Lakers. You know what I mean? Blazers would be in there. Nuggets. You know what I mean? Which sure. you know Nuggets right now are sitting <laughs> seventh, which is. Um, you know, it's respectable. You get into the playoffs, you get in. They went all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year. So, you know, respectable. Um, but, man, it's just, it just seems that this year is one of those years where here at the midway, close to the midway, it's a lot of contention. It's nobody who's really pulled ahead of, ahead of the field. And to, that makes basketball and, and the positioning of the playoffs um, – Hopefully, you know what I mean, more exciting. You know what I mean? And I, I'm just excited for playoff basketball and to have the halfway point to see it looking like this. I just hope we can keep that competitiveness, see some grittiness in the playoffs when it comes. And, you know, we'll touch. I wanted to touch on it at the halfway point because I'm excited. And when it gets to the end, of, when it gets to the playoffs, I'm going to be equally as excited if, this, if it starts shifting around a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, one of my one of the reasons why we love the game is <clears throat> because of the competitiveness and when it's tight and when nobody wants to lose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like you said, you touched on Utah got a hell of a squad. They had a good squad last year. They had a good squad the year before that. They just been building on it. Um, Clippers, you know, already know the Clippers is going to be up there, and the Lakers. Uh, Phoenix is also number four. Blazers five. Uh. And like you said, any of these teams, especially in the West, like the East, yeah, it's a couple of teams that you can kind of see like, all right, 
this team is not going to – shouldn't stay down for long. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this team or this team. You know what I mean? But I think in the West, you kind of know who's going to take them. Like, like Portland can go on the street. The Lakers can go on the street. Utah, Utah can still go on the street. The Clippers can go on the street. The Spurs can go on the street. The Nuggets can go on the street. Golden State, they don't have all the weapons, so I'm kind of eh with them. I think by them being in the eighth right now, uh, eighth spot right now, is good for them or what they are working with over there compared to the recent years. Uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies can go on a nice streak. But I think the rest of them on down, even though it's tight right now, anything can happen because of sports. But just some of these other teams, it just seems kind of less likely to go on one of those monster streaks and climb up the ladder. You know what I mean? So I really can't see Golden State going on a monster streak. Uh, really can't see the Pelicans doing it either, or the Thunder, or the Kings. You know what I mean? Houston, I don't know. I think Houston kind of messed up their chances with all of the trades and all the moving players yeah. around and all that. I don't think they got, I don't think they have a shot. I will say that, uh, that eight and nine Warriors, Mavericks, seven with the Nuggets, mm-hmm. even the six with the Spurs, I think that's where you'll see mostly all of the jostling at from those teams. Like one of these teams, even maybe the Blazers, depending on, you know, if they take that streak the other way, you know, what right, I mean? true. Sure. Uh, I mean, because they just lost three, but again, it's the midway point. And, but, um, you know what I mean? You see that, and then you say, okay, from five to nine, you know, those teams there could be, you know what I'm saying, could be uh, could be some movement. And then one team that you might not have thought would get left out might get left out, which may make it even more interesting. Uh, another interesting thing you pointed out was the Suns. Man, the Suns, they had – a hell of a performance in the bubble last year. Problem is, is they set themselves behind before the bubble. <laughs> so uh, they didn't really get, we didn't really get to see, you know, the maturation from the streak that they went on inside of the bubble and what they could do uh, just because before the bubble, they set themselves behind. And it wasn't really a long time in the bubble before the playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? They only had a few games to play. But, that, but those games before the bubble, and then inside of the bubble, I mean, the Suns are playing, you know, great basketball. And then, you know, I, I, unfortunately, they didn't do enough to get in, so we couldn't really see what they do, see what they did. It seems like so far they are building on that. Um, and speaking of which, Devin Booker is replacing Anthony Davis in the All Star game, which we'll talk about that too next week a little bit. Uh, but I mean, just just to point out that you know. There are players over there, you know what I mean. They they do have talent over there. They they it seems like they're building on what they ended with last year and putting it into this year. So I want to see, I, you know, what I'm saying I I definitely want to see what it looks like because if it ended today, if it ended today, they would be playing the Trailblazers. You know what I mean. So uh, that that you know that would be a Devin Booker against Dame. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying. That would be a hell of a matchup to see if it gets to that point. If the standings were how they are now, um, but yeah, man, it just looks it just looks competitive to me. It feels competitive. The games I watch feel competitive, um, and I'm excited, man. Definitely. 
All right, man. So that's the sports section. If you have any comments or anything that we missed, you can hit us at cpodcast.gmail.com. You can also put it in the comments below. Um, we appreciate everything that you have to say, and we do try to get back to you. So, you know, hit us up, man. Let us know what your opinions are, what you got going on. Just don't come Talk in there. Me. Don't come in there telling me my calves trash, bro. I already know. Don't be trying to make me cry, baby. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm just messing with y'all, man. I ain't that sensitive about the team. But anyway, they, they need to step it up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving along. Um, for the entertainment section, man, uh, I'm a huge comedy fan. I know you are. Um, you know, we talked about entertainers and we had a few comedians up there. Uh, I wanted to talk about comedy and, and how social media affects comedy and how a lot of these new comedians are coming up through social media. Uh, I think it's great for independent, um, people, people who really don't, you know, like it's right now it's COVID it's COVID time. You know what I mean? You're not going to go to a lot of comedy shows. I've been to one, you know, during the quarantine. Um, obviously I wore my mask, so don't be putting in the comments like you went to a comedy show. Help oh, irresponsible. I wore my mask, <laughs> and it was before curfew. Uh, so don't bother me. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've been to one. Um, and you know it's it's something to be said about having that content at home. You know what I mean? You don't always have to. I don't always want to go out and digest my comedy. You know what I'm saying? You know, with other people. You know what I mean? So to be at home and be able to have that content readily available, I personally like it. You know what I mean? To have, to be able to see it on Facebook or Instagram. And I think you can do a lot more creative things with groups or other people. You know what I mean? Creating skits like we see with a few of them. Um, So that's my take on that. Um, I wanted you to see see what you thought about that and also just get, uh, you know, like a, a few people that you watch, man. Well, um, like you said, it is COVID time. So a lot of it's increased during this going on going on year two now. <laughs> For mm-hmm. real. So it's going on year two almost. You know what I mean? Next couple of weeks. Uh but yeah, so a lot of those uh creative avenues opened up in like YouTube and TikTok and all of that. And I think it was a, it was something that's been going on for a while just because just that's just the way the social media trend is, is rolling. You know what I'm saying? You Most of these apps are for you to be creative and everybody wants to try to go viral now. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just and then you just see people building. <laughs> so you start off from on YouTube then Oh, they got all oh, so many views. Now they got a couple million views. Like, oh man, you know what I mean? I was I was there when he made his first video type stuff. You know what I mean? But uh some of the some of the people that I kind of started watching through social media on the funny side, uh DC Young Fly for one. Uh and you know, shout out to him because he he one of those people that definitely started off on on the YouTube scene and social media scene and now is actually on the TV screen. So big ups to him. Uh, King Batch, I started watching him on the Vine. He, he's been in a couple movies, Netflix movies, and you know what I'm saying? He's one of the people that also started off on a social media app and now they're actually watching their dreams come true. So 
It doesn't really matter how you start. It's not the old days where you got to go do some stand-up. Now, if you got a, <laughs> a great idea and the confidence to do it on camera, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. those are some of the people. Just to name, uh, just to name a few. No, Big John, he's hilarious. His skits are hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, me rolling with the one. He was talking about he was the blood. They can't say nothing with bees in it. You see that one? Probably. <laughs> hey, that hey, that was hilarious, bro. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's somebody Big, else too, but I can't remember his name. Big Jaws, one of one of the people I watch. I watch Supreme Dreams. They had me rolling, bro. Like. Dying laughing. Them dudes is hilarious. Kev on stage is another one. He had me dying. Mm. Uh, Country Wayne. Man, I, they, I think he was the first one I really, like, subscribed to. Because he had me rolling. Uh, and then um, Mike Head. Mike Head. I think he is from, I think he's from Ohio. Or he did a show in Ohio. But I ended up following him. Um, cause he, he does great impressions, man. And he, uh, he do an Idris Elba hilariously, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just to describe one of them, he did well where, uh, after Michael B. Jordan had won the sexiest man alive mm-hmm. and he was like, he don't really see why he was acting like Idris. And basically he was saying, he don't really know why, uh, Michael B. Jordan won it. And then he, whatever shirt he had on, he was like, that shirt's not sexy. Like. It just had me rolling, bro. And then I, I went to go see, uh, you, you spoke about DC Young Fly. I went to go see Carlos Miller uh, from the 85. And dude is, man, I, I think he might be funnier than all them, bro. He is hilarious, bro. Like, no joke in that mug was dog. Like, I was in that mug dying. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's actually who I went to go see when I saw that comedy show. Um. Yeah, man. I I want to see. Uh, you know, aside from the comedy, I wonder if you know there'll be any any people. Um, besides you know the linked up series that you know we're working on. Uh, see if people are doing anything besides comedy. You know what I mean? That we can kind of you know digest. I know it's a few. Like um, uh, I can't remember the one about the hair. The NFL player. I can't remember his name. Is what I'm trying to figure out his name. I don't know. He ended up winning a uh, an Emmy for his uh, short film about you know about a black girl's hair, daughters mm-hmm. him and his daughter's hair. But anyway, um, I'm gonna see if it'll transition over to that being more of a more of a medium for uh, creatives in that manner too. But wanted to touch on the comedy because man, I've been thoroughly entertained by the people that I name. Um, and so man, we just wanted to give y'all something to watch, man. <laughs> Are y'all going still going through this COVID year two, as my man Carter pointed out? I'm yeah, going man. out this year, man. Yeah, man, I got to do something. I got to, man, listen, I'm about to get a go-kart or something in the summer. <laughs> I don't know what I'm about I, to do. <laughs> I literally thought about it. Like, I seen one on uh, Facebook for $200. I'm like, shut up. Let's go, bro. Man, just go do donuts. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got to do something. But... <laughs> Yeah, man, so that is the entertainment section of the C podcast. Now we're going to move on to the extra sheet. We got two of them today. Um, where do we begin? I mean, I won't let you start with yours because I think it's important. Well, for the extra shit uh, topic, for me, Carter, 
are basically been people minding their business or learning when to mind their business. Like, <clears throat> for me, it's like I said, it's no longer drawn out story or nothing, but it's the fact that, like, you have people in your business and they still got stuff on their plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, they worried about your food on your plate, but your plate still, you still got to eat the rest of your food. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about what's over here. I'm going to digest mine just fine. You know what I'm saying? Worry about your own stuff. And most times those people usually have the most stuff happen to them because they're not paying attention to their own stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It was just one of those things that have been popped up a couple of times throughout the uh, last week or so. Like, why is y'all worried about that person? Right. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's just important in general. Like, you know what I mean? You, that's like you, you riding in a car, you driving and you see somebody down the street and you looking too hard and, but you don't see the pole in front of you. You smack the pole. Like if you don't pay attention to where you going, like why you worried about where they going? Like, or, or even if what they got going on look good or if they look good or whatever, you still got to focus, man. Like, I think that's important, man. Mind you, is. As Ludacris would say, the great prophet Ludacris would say, they the, the, the bees nah. Bees nah. No, no. Definitely, man. <laughs> That's why people say stay in your lane, because if you get out your lane and you can't keep up with the traffic, then you can crash, go. Stay yeah. in your lane. No and it's different too, like if you uh if you you know, if you reaching over trying to help a brother out or something like that with the intention to help, you know what I mean? Like, if you got some constructive criticism or something like that, something you see me do, you on vibe with, and you're like, man, I ain't you or something like that, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? They help me out. You know what I'm saying? But, but if it's just if it's just to be in my business, man, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know what I'm saying? Go to the left, please. Yeah, right. and, that's, and that's why I said people learning when. When, when to mind your own business. Sometimes you might you mind that somebody else's business might save a life. You know what I'm saying? Or especially if you're doing it you know, correctly. But when you just being in somebody's business that has, let's just take a job. <laughs> you at work and you wonder why such and such, all they do is drive the forklift all the time. Why do they get to drive the forklift all the time? And then you wonder so much about them, they get a raise, you get demoted. Oh, well, we seen that you've been lacking in your work. But why he you drive the forklift all the time? Well, because he's the best forklift driver we have. But right, yeah. like <laughs> if you got a forklift with no training, you gonna drop everything, G. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So why am I getting demoted? Well, you getting demoted because your numbers. You know what I'm saying? Your numbers is failing. So he got a raise. You getting demoted? Stop worrying about what this man doing because it's affecting up your work. You feel me? Like that should be crazy. <laughs> yeah, be crazy, bro. It's like, man, eat your own food, gee. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> uh, good topic, man. I think I think it's a few people out there that need to hear that one. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, great topic. Mine was just uh, or the one I uh, decided to bring up was being nervous about, you know, everything opening back up, man. Like, you know, everything we in we we in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? Our our curfews are lifted you know the quarantine is basically you know i mean still stay at home and 
but but now everything's open back up. You can go out, do whatever you do. You know what I mean? Do you want to? Obviously, you know, still gotta wear your mask, but um, you know, mask and establish establishments or whatever. But you know, it's just people just ignorant, man. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even controversially on the boat on both sides. Like I had an incident where, you know what I'm saying? This goes to minding your business. Uh, you know, my son, I'm driving, traveling with my son, and we he said he got to use the bathroom, so I pull over at a rest stop. I hurry up and hop out, forget to put my mask on. You know what I mean? I'm making sure that we, you know, we washing our hands. We, you know, ain't touching no doors. Somebody walk out in front of me, white gentleman, you know what I mean? He nodded at me. I nodded at him. He go go a separate way. A guy come and walk in the other way towards us, nodded his head at the white guy, looked at me, and whispered under his breath, like, where your effing mask? So I turned around, said some explicative words, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And told him to mind his business. Because he don't know what I had to go through to go into the rest stop. You know what I'm saying? I had to make sure my son wasn't about to wet everything up, wet itself up while we in the middle of trying to drive down the road. Because, you know what I'm saying? The way the times are now, I can't just stop on the side of the road and be expecting a friendly confrontation with the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not right. to say that all police are bad. That's a topic for another day, but they don't know what we got to go through, man. So y'all told him to mind his business. Rightfully so, right? Uh, but the other thing is, too, is is he didn't tell the other man to wear his mask. You know what I'm saying? Because he looked like it. So that's the other, po- other part about that part. But um, people just ignorant in general, man, because I'm sure it's people out there who, wear they, who don't wear their masks. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a situation like mine, but they less responsible. You know what I mean? Or people in the grocery store picking at all the fruit or, you know what I mean? Or uh, at the bar, or you know, just doing whatever. You know what I'm getting drunk and hanging on everybody or not washing their hands at the bathroom. It's a lot of irresponsible people out here, man. And I don't want to, I'm nervous about it just from the standpoint of, quarantine to get lifted and then the numbers for COVID rise back up because everybody out here being bozos. I mean, one, I feel like the numbers are going to rise up regardless. That's even if they still checking. Uh, but then I think, too, man, a lot of these businesses and stuff, it's like, man, look, we don't know how long we're going to, you know what I'm saying? How long is this going to happen, man? You shutting down people's businesses. You got a, you know, a, a curfew for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 10 o'clock, like, all right. At the end of the day, people still gonna do what they're gonna do. So you got more people rushing into the into the bar trying to get in before 10. I haven't I haven't said, well, I did go shoot pool, but like that was on the off day. During a, a work week, you know, sometimes I like to get off work, go shoot to the bar, maybe catch the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? I get off at 10 30, it's a chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, it's just the fact of uh, I don't know, man. You, you're gonna have it either way it goes. Like people were still going out, going to restaurants. You still can't trust the people were actually washing their hands, not washing their hands. You still got the people walking, like you said, walking around the grocery store and doing all of those different things. But now you're just gonna have it at a different magnitude. I feel like I don't know, man. I kind of feeling different about it. Like for me, I was like, I'm gonna give it like a week or so, let everybody get all their feels out. Let them first wave of people get sick. And then I'm gonna try to go out. You know what I'm saying? But just just to try to get back to some type of normal. I don't know, man. I'm but definitely ready to get back to the normal, man. 
I just hope everybody still keeps up with, uh, like you said, sees the things that you're supposed to do. Like, you're still going to have to wear a mask inside the establishment. You know what I'm saying? Six, six feet unless you're with your group and all of that good stuff. Uh, and then I'm just curious on some, uh, some of these businesses. Like, yeah, everything is open back up, but are you still going to have some of the uh, some of these protocols that, that you already had in place? And I know like bowling, it was like every other way. So now that this opened up, are you still doing every other way? Or, you know what I'm saying? Are you just going to open it up to where it's back as usual? Right. And I think that's all things that's going to be interesting to see, too. I don't plan on doing too much going out to, to places I haven't since, you know, it started. Once it opened up, I did hit the bar across the street from where I stay at. You know what I'm saying? But that mug is empty. <laughs> you know, there's a few people in there, but not, you know, it's literally like I can go in there, you know, at midnight and it's going to be four people in there. You know what I mean? Uh, So, I mean, they have their days you know, where they're busy or whatever, but for the most part, if you pick the right time to go in, you can go in and get you some food, have a nice drink, watch a game, and you can be, you know, you can be 12 feet apart from somebody. So uh, it's one of those type of places. So went there, you know, and of course, again, I had my mask on. But I pointed out the illustration of that event, too, that happened with me and the guy. One, because I wanted to prove, go back to your point with people minding their business because he didn't know what I had to go through. But two, I'm nervous. I was just mentioning how nervous I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to do something real, real quick or, you know what I'm saying? I got to take my son somewhere. Now I don't forgot to put my mask on. I'll hop in there real quick. You know what I mean? And somebody, I, now I, get, I got that person who hanging all over everybody. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, ah. You know what I mean? So, so just to merge those, merge the people minding their business with the nervousness of if I have to do something in a hurry. You know what I mean? So, right. I don't know, man. Made me a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I, you know, I don't live, I don't live to be walking around like, what if I get COVID? Man, uh, if it was a fifth, we'll all be drunk. Man, listen, if it was a fifth, then I would probably be on my 55th fifth. Chilling <laughs> <laughs> on fifth. What a fifth. Right. Get my drift, Griff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any closing remarks, man? Uh, not too much. You already know, man. Shaman E. Carter, host of First Class Podcast. Uh, check that out, man. We, we're doing a lot of big things over there. Uh, got some uh, couple of ideas and a couple of events coming up over there. Just be sure to check it out on any of your um podcast platforms like anchor or spotify yes sir yes sir uh so that's gonna wrap up the c podcast sports entertainment and extra this is siege and like always you can um follow us on the link ent llc on any of the social media platforms which well not all of them we're not on tiktok or none of that fancy stuff yet uh, <laughs> but we are on youtube uh facebook instagram and twitter Again, at the link ENT LLC. You can hit us at the link ENT LLC.com. Also, this for this particular podcast, if you have anything directly pertaining to this, if you don't want to hit us there, you can hit us on C Podcast. That's S E E Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, much peace.